Beko makes award-winning ergonomic baby carriers that are simple, functional, and stylish for the modern parent. From infants to toddlers, we've got you covered. Beko carriers are designed for your busy lifestyle without any of the distractions. Shop now at BekoBaby.com. Well, hello there. Hi, Jen. Oh my goodness, it's been so long. I don't I even am. know if I had to know how to tell people what they're listening to anymore. Actually, we're just really good recyclers. We're like so we're tr- good. We're, we're saving the earth by recycling our podcast. Yes, it was rerun season for everybody, so yeah. we wanted to jump on the bandwagon and enjoy rerun season. Besides, we got to revisit some of the oldies but goodies because some people don't listen to 50, how many podcasts? 50. 50? I thought it was like 56 or something. I don't know. Who's counting I mean, anymore? That's 56 hours of listening to us. So maybe if you haven't gone to the beginning, you would have missed out on me calling you a mofo accidentally not knowing what that meant. It's true. So there it's we go. very, very true. Plus, it took four weeks just for me to fix those roots you guys were all hearing us oh, talk yeah. about. Oh. Thanks for not wearing a hat today into the office. I almost actually wore one just because I got a really <laughs> cute one, a new one. I got a fall hat. Oh. I've never purchased a fall hat before. I, I've always been like a exclusively summer <laughs> hat person. I really wish we had video on you right now. Your body language <laughs> So amazing. You know why I feel this way? I feel really empowered because I have pockets in my dress right now. I was going to comment on the new dress. I don't love the dress, but I love the pockets. Oh. Is it is it possible that one can love that dress? I think I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah, the dress, not so great. The pockets, amazing. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's tell people what they're listening to. Oh, that's right. You're just listening to us talk. But also, you're listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I am Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. Hi, Jen. Hi. It is kind of fun to be back behind the microphone here, though. It is fun. And I got to tell you, this is the only fun part of the day today. Because oh, really? I woke up in the worst mood. Oh. Uh-oh. If you go back a few weeks, you uh-huh. might have been following, I moved. Oh, yes. True. Yep. I moved, and I can't find most of my clothes, and I was trying to put on pants today, and I couldn't put on my pants, Cause like my normal they're, ones. The movers. They're, they're gone. Right. I, the movers or a ghost may have moved my pants. I don't entirely know. It would really suck. If I had a ghost? No. If, like, to not know where your pants are. Right. I know. Like, that's very discombobulating. You like that word? Yes. Yeah. And so I had to put on pants that were a little tight. And then I thought of you all. Because Mm. if there's anybody who can understand really uncomfortable pants. Yep. So I thought, you know, let's all just come together and say, screw it. Who needs pants? Because pregnancy really is that time of life when potentially you have two pairs of pants. You have one skirt, uh-huh. and you have four shirts. Oh, my goodness. And I mean, even I'm all about the, what do you call that? The what, capsule wardrobe. Yes, the capsule wardrobe. <laughs> oh, if only I could do that. Wouldn't that oh, be awesome? jeez. I know. Would you get tired of seeing me in the same clothes, though? No, but you like, are like the least 
capsule wardrobe person I know. You really? I like oh. you're in an outfit right now and I've never seen any of those pieces okay. before. Do you know how many years I've had this shirt? But that's what I'm saying, Jen. Probably this is five years. You've owned this shirt for five years and I've never and seen this it. Skirt and was... you've known me for five years. I maybe I've seen that. No. No. Well I don't know. It's <laughs> my daughter, it was hers and she wore it and then she's like, nah I don't really like that one. Mom, do you want it? And I tried it on today. And I was like, it's been in my drawer for like at least six months. I'm like, no, I think I can pull it off. I think I can pull off I think you can. I'm nodding, but I didn't verbalize it, which is a challenge on podcasts. You have to verbalize. I think you're pulling it all off. Oh, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) So you could never capsule wardrobe because you wear like, you rotate every five years, right? It's true. Yeah, you're not like, I wore that on Monday, and now I'm wearing it with a skirt on Wednesday. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. It's, a, it's yeah, there's a broad spectrum of, anyway. But then, okay, so back to my grumpy pants, yeah, literally. Sorry. Literally. Grumpy pants. Well, not really literally. Lack um, of grumpy pants. Yes. Then you sent me a text, and in that text, I was like, oh, Jen's grumpy this morning. Mm. And then we just realized that, like, sometimes... You're just grumpy. It's true. So what I was thinking about, um, <clears throat> actually this morning, I was doing some postpartum work. That means that I was at somebody's house who has a two-week-old baby, oh. and I was helping him out. Were they? Was it a grumpy baby? No, very happy baby. Well, I mean, as happy as two-week-old babies can get, because really... They poop and sleep and eat, and she's just... I don't know. That sounds like the life, well, right? Well, she, she's just getting into the stage of um, kind of having a little like, ooh, my tummy hurts, and so I'm sleeping, but I kind of need to fart, and so I'm grimacing slash crying, <laughs> but don't really need to be picked up. I just need to fart. work out my fartness here. Um so I was discussing with this mom, I was, she's had some challenges with um, breastfeeding and some feeding stuff in general. So I was kind of checking in. I was like, you know, I want to make sure that um, I'm reading the way that you're processing emotions um, in a way that resonates with you. Like, here's what I'm noticing from you. Would you agree with that? Because part of what I'm thinking is... I don't want folks to look back at a time in their life and go, oh my gosh, why did I make that decision? This was so hard and I could have made another different type of decision, blah, 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 right? Right. And so even in the midst of um, what's going on, um, to be asked a question like, just checking in, does this still feel like the best course of action for you do you want to talk about some other options you might have I didn't quite put it like that but that's more of a general sense of yeah you know um because sometimes our grumpiness is actually covering up a different emotion Mm. dum 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 right I think that's actually I mean a lot of times right that's that's the seriousness of kind of what we're talking about both for pregnancy and postpartum and motherhood or life in general or parenting (laughs) i mean let's just take it for pregnancy in the i mean i I was gonna say just let's take it back to the beginning but i think we could just say all over for pregnancy yeah we can just say it's true for all of pregnancy that yes grumpiness is what you get for all these different emotions that are coming up 
and the general like nothing fits. Yep. Nothing feels normal. I don't feel at home in my body because it keeps changing on me. Yep. I don't know what I should fuel this body with. I don't know what to clothe this body with. I Um, can't sleep through the night. Yep. I'm um, needing to pee every five minutes. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to tell my boss so that I can put in for um, leave from work. Early in my pregnancy, nobody could tell I'm pregnant and all I need is a chair. Late in my pregnancy, everybody can tell and they just want to comment on my body. Exactly. Yeah. And And then let's talk about hormonal challenges. Yes. So we got different hormones coursing through our body, which is beautiful because we need those hormones to grow a human being. And they got some side effects too. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. And we're not going to just list out all these hormones for you guys because they're coming and going and changing and it's not even necessary. But what really matters to know is that you've got these hormones happening in your body and it's really normal to not feel like yourself for all Mm -hmm. of these various reasons, but that things continue to change. And you know, in in some ways, I'm going to get a little bit mushy, but I think that part of it is making your heart grow a little bit bigger oh, to absolutely. welcome this little human in, but it also makes you really vulnerable. Oh. I remember that, um, I think it was Huggies came out with mm-hmm. the commercials where they started showing babies in their cribs, like the little black and white commercials Aww. and the little chiming, uh, like lullabies playing yeah, yeah. during it when I was pregnant. I was like, damn it, every time. I'm just <laughs> sobbing, just <laughs> sobbing. And I think it was like the Folgers commercials at the same time. And I'm like, seriously, why are all these commercials coming out while I'm pregnant? And I could not make it through a single one without sobbing. Or what about um, someone who's had some prior loss, um, some miscarriages, um, some long-awaited pregnancy, and now there's a doubt of whether or not this pregnancy is going to continue on? What about all of that grief that you're also holding? And some of those folks don't even prepare for a baby during pregnancy right? because they're holding on to, holding it loosely, well, I don't want to get my heart set on this because I might not actually get it. Or the person who wasn't planning to get pregnant exactly. and now finds themselves expecting a baby and at moments feels so overwhelmed with excitement and joy, but then other times feels some reservation on whether this feels like the right timing or whether they're not they can afford diapers right or if it's just what their relationship needs or any of those things you know so many variations there and maybe even some guilt potentially around that or worrying that there might be you know feelings from other people around their own doubt Wow. It sounds like we're really being open. I know. We've got all the feelings. All the potential of different emotion. Um, I think another thing um, that comes to mind is thinking about the way you were even parented. Your relationship with your own mother figure. I did not expect that to come up. Totally. Nobody ever told that to me. Mm -hmm. I had never heard anybody mention that. And now I hear it so much from other people, but it comes up so often for right. people that the way that you're raised and questions and about fears, it. fears about will I parent in those same ways? Will or um, I think the way I'm making it sound 
maybe for those folks who had a negative parental experience. But I'm also, oh, my earrings Your jingling. earrings are really loud. How about, how about I take my earrings off? I can actually hear them. And they're super cute earrings. They're really cute. But they're a little jingly. So I'm disrobing my earlobes <laughs> Wait, right you're now. you're not disrobing. <laughs> wow, of all the like fashion talk we've had on I this know. show, okay. um, we've never had anybody actually disrobe, Jen. Two, two earrings down. <laughs> if you clinking. notice the chime in the earlier parts of the show, that was just, just Jen's just jewelry jingling. Just with my head. I would, I would actually say that 90% of our episodes have a nice little jingle from your jewelry. Oh, really? I do okay. find it quite charming. Aww. And I a jewelry, little huh? um, Okay, where was I going with that? Oh, I'm thinking of the um, folks who maybe had some um, lack of parenting, some disappointing parenting, all of that in their own childhood. But I'm also thinking about um, the people who had really lovely um, childhoods and they wonder, am I going to be able to replicate that for my child? Which is also a powerful emotion that I'm not sure that we really talk about because sure, I grew up in this terrible house, blah, blah, blah. But we don't talk about, I grew up in this wonderful house and I'm really insecure about how I'm going to provide that time, a type of childhood for my own baby. Yeah. And I think people who've had a uh, loss of a parent, that can often come up oh, too, gosh. even way after, Huge. you know, Huge. I don't want to say grieving past because I don't know if that happens, but yeah. um, I think often it comes up again for people they kind of start to think you know gosh it would have been really nice for my kid to meet this family member so preparing for for those kind of feelings Elise I feel like I just want to like put my arms out and just like almost symbolically there's we have just thrown all of this stuff into the middle and kind of a way that we're like we see you we see all of you. Oh my gosh, Jen. Are we going to make it through this episode without crying? Yeah. I'm feeling yeah. a little vulnerable oh, right now. the emotion. <laughs> we're, we're okay with emotion, remember? We're totally okay, but I never really thought I would cry, cry on an episode. Not when you're like, well, if you can't laugh at yourself while peeing, you might as well pee while laughing or what? whatever our tagline is. <laughs> no, if you can't cry with us, you might as well. <laughs> something, something, something. We're so, all going to have a good cry together. <laughs> so we're seeing you. I think we that's... We uh, We want to say that emotion is um, also a, a, a thing in our society that we're pretty quick to throw a rug over or to hush or to explain away. And or to even just say, oh, that's just your hormones, exactly. right? And yes, it is your hormones, but all of this other crap coming up too, right? Totally. I mean, it might be a hormonal shift, but it also might be a hormonal shift on the same exact day that you're thinking about your childhood yeah. and a lost family member. Absolutely. And you're thinking about how you're going to do things a certain way and how you might tell your boss and then you go to put your feet in your shoes and they don't fit yep and then you're just like ah shoes and you throw them across the room and you start crying okay maybe i'm the only person who throws shoes but whatever (laughs) don't judge me i'll cry i'm i'm wondering um if what we're talking about is allowing emotion to be seen and not always explained away because there are going to be days where we're like, yep, shit happens. That was a bad day. Yep. Right? That I didn't, I didn't want to step in dog poop on my way to falling in the backyard on my way to, I don't know. That sounds 
I'm, I'm trying really to really like bad day paint, to, paint a picture of like, well, that's just a bummer. That just happened, right? Right. And there's no explaining it away. And that's okay. Like, we're resilient folks. We we step in dog poop and we move on. And we wash some our of feet us, off. Some of us cry because we've already been having a bad day. But other times we just go, yep, that's a bummer. And we move forward. Yeah. Um, and other times I think what we're trying to get through here is do we need to actually stop and examine and work through and process an emotion and rather than seeing that top thing whether it be anger or crying or i don't know what else um to explain as kind of how we how that emotion presents itself and actually we we don't need to look at that top layer we need to go underneath right um and and yet we also want to encompass there is a lot of change happening during this time and humans are made for change and it's still not easy, right? Right. It's, it's, it's entering into a new era of your life. It's like starting kindergarten. Like, of course you want to go to kindergarten. Maybe, maybe not. But um, <laughs> you're excited about it, but you're also scared. This is something new. An unknown. You've not done kindergarten before and you don't know what it's going to be like on the other side. This is really the biggest undoable change that has ever come into most people's lives. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people who've had babies have been married before. Yep. And yes, that is a very big life event before having a baby, but more undoable, right? It can be undone like it can be done done yeah. does that make sense yeah like it is easier to get out of a marriage than it is to put a baby back on the inside sure and i think the difference here too is an it's an external versus an internal right if you're growing a baby you are connected biologically to that person when you're choosing to be in a long-term committed relationship with someone it's a choice and it's yes. an external and you got two people involved. Right. Sure. Growing a baby is a solitary thing when you're the one growing it inside of your body. But also that process afterwards has ramifications of changing your relationships as well as changing your lifestyle. Right. You, exactly. You and used to work 60 hours a week. And now that's a little more challenging when you've got a newborn and maybe you don't even desire it anymore. Right. The commitment that comes with having a baby is so much bigger. And there's so much more that goes into having a baby, too. Isn't it interesting, Elise, that we see all sorts of advertisements as well as like, okay, here's a list of things you should do during pregnancy. And, um, you know, set up a gift registry, buy these things for your kids. Think about maybe getting, um, joining a group after your baby's born in your local neighborhood, taking a childbirth class, maybe finding a doula or a postpartum doula, um, communicating with parents or family members or friends who want to come in from out of town to come and help you after the baby's born. Like there is this huge list of things that people often talk about. Like think about all these things, right? Buy this stuff, um, prepare these things in your home space. And not really is encouraged, recognize emotion and enter into it. Or just know that this is a huge life change and there's going to be some emotional 
as well as physical change happening. I love that so much. Like recognize that this is going to be really hard. And aside from the fact that I may have just sounded like I was advocating for a divorce, <laughs> I wasn't, by yeah, the besides way. Besides that, Elise, whatever. <laughs> Recognizing that the emotions that come up might not just be on you. That oh, if you have absolutely. a partner, your partner might also be having some of these feelings. They got too. their own journey going on. Right. And that it's a lot easier to connect over these emotions if you have time dedicated together for you guys to connect uh, rather than. <laughs> Is that, is yeah, just, no, no, no. Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm laughing at a memory I was having. Oh, okay. I was like, am I? <laughs> no, 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 you're not funny. It's me. <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's me having a funny I know, thought. I'm not funny. I was hoping to be funny. I'm not funny. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Try harder. Um, what I was thinking I was of. also acting out, connecting. Again, <laughs> you can't see me. I should totally YouTube this instead. Um, well, okay. sometimes that connection happens at different rates of speed or different times, right? Right. So I'm thinking of, um. We lived in LA when our first was born. We are um, in Pasadena on the city, um, what's it called? Pasadena, what is that drive? Somebody in California, please Somebody help us out here. Somebody knows exactly what I'm talking about. I think it you was, should leave it there because I want to see who's going to message us. Like, it put it on the gram. Outside of Gordon Biersch. Um, oh, is it still there, the Gordon Biersch? I, I'm, well, I haven't been to LA in like five years, but um, it's in Pas- on Colorado. Is that what I'm thinking Somebody, of? please tell no, us. No, no, no. Oh, I'm so no, wrong. No, don't say it. So no, don't say no, it, I'm Jen, saying I... it wrong. It was not Pasadena. It was in Burbank. Just outside the Burbank Mall, there's this whole strip of like cute cafes and shops and stuff. Anyway, so we're standing there, going to go out on a date, and I am like heavily pregnant. And all of a sudden, my non-affectionate, typical husband in public, (laughs) meaning he's not the guy who, like, wants to just hold my hand walking down the street, right? He's not usually affectionate in public. Anyway, he grabs me in this embrace. And instead of it being like, here, I'm giving you a hug, it's like holding on, embrace, just holding on, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for the hug. And then he goes... This is the last time we're ever going to spend our money. And I was like, uh, what? (laughs) But I didn't ask too many questions. I I was a good good girl here. Um, I realized he was having a moment there. It was this transformation of like, it is just us and into we're going to have another person that we're responsible for. And it was going to be all of our money. And it really had nothing to do with money, but it was just this like, one of the last times we're going to be out and it's just the two of us. And even if we leave that kid at home, we carry the thought of that kid with us. And you're responsible right. for that kid yes. in lots of ways. In lots Financially of, and emotionally, in every other all way. the ways. And what's really interesting, part of me, is that I um, wasn't feeling this like deep whew, emotion that he was in that moment. I was more like, okay, fine. But I was with him in the emotion, but it was also okay that I wasn't having that emotion. Like, I was connected to this person in a way he wasn't, and he was having a transforming moment then, and that was fine, and we can connect over it. So I think that warning of, like, you are going to process differently than your partner at times, and that's okay. In fact... We often say in our house is that, man, when the two of us are down at the same time, it is not pretty, right? Right. 
Whereas one of us is like, whoop, they're going down slope emotionally. It's usually good if we have somebody else at the top, right? Right. Uh, you got to take your turn. Totally. Right? We also processed it at a very different time. And, you know, I remember very, very clearly being Oh, so early in my pregnancy, and we were driving on, you know, the interstate. And I am not super great at finding my way to begin with, but I've lived in Washington my entire life, and <laughs> I have lived in the Seattle area uh, <laughs> for 20 years. Um, and I was on I 5 in Seattle, and I missed our exit. And then I couldn't remember where I needed to exit to to get us where we needed to go. Story of my life. Right. And all of a sudden, the way to get from point A to point B, like, it didn't exist. There was – there is a lake between Uh that area if you're in Seattle. I was on I-5 and I needed to get to Queen Anne. Uh And to me, there was no connecting road. Like, I couldn't figure out how to get over there from I-5 anymore. Oh, no. Jen's trying to figure out how to do it right now. She's like, can you get there? From the 5? Yeah, you get off, and then you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like swim. You have to swim. Oh. Well, that's a waste. (laughs) That is a way. Um, And I – it's actually quite close. Um, And I started just – crying because I was so upset that I couldn't remember how to get off the freeway and where to go and I was so embarrassed and frustrated with myself and I thought it was probably because I was hungry and I started crying and then I was like oh my goodness I'm so pregnant this is hilarious and then I started cracking up hysterically because it was such a clear pregnancy sign and we had wanted to be pregnant for quite some time and it was so so fun and so you didn't know you were pregnant no I did I did but it was so fun and you know silly to see such a you know stereotypical pregnancy sign of like crying over something silly that I was laughing hysterically but then I laughed so hard I started crying again and I had to pull off on the side of the freeway did you pee your pants no not I wasn't that pregnant there was there's other times where that happened but You know, that was such a clear sign where then, you know, that was my big, like, emotional, like, oh, my goodness, this is real, and this is all happening, and so many hormones, and such a flood, and I sat there and was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be a mom. This is real. Like, I got to figure out a drive to Queen Anne now. Um, I need to know things. And then I remember much... You put pressure on yourself for, like, because you couldn't think clearly... Right. Like, but wait, I'm going to be a mom. I'm supposed to just know this stuff. Right. Yeah. Mother's intuition. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. Finding my way around any place is not required for mother's intuition. Yeah. And that oh, now we have smartphones. Oh, what that would I? That was not oh. around then. It oh. came out very shortly after. Yeah. Very, very shortly. They probably did exist. I just didn't have one. But um, And then, you know, months down the road, my wife started having her own process of how yeah. do I parent this and had a whole lot of, like, thinking about the way she was raised and how she wanted to raise her kids and yeah. looking into that. And- it's So I think um, we are absolutely trying to normalize the mixture of emotions that come with um, this time in your life, both growing a baby as well as postpartum. You know, thinking about after baby's born and there being some like potential emotion as you look at your baby when they're, you know, 
couple days or a week or whatever old and go, I don't even want to take you out of the house because it's not, it's scary out there. Right. And you watch the news and you see it through a totally different light and you're just sobbing at, you know, what's happening on the news. And I mean, I can't to this day watch... I can't watch shows about kidnappings and things I've like that. I've never been a big movie watcher, but I will tell you I'm a big horror movie watcher. I was going to say not movie, news watcher. But oh, I'm, yeah. I, um, horror movies don't sit the same for me anymore. <laughs> I can't really watch no. them in the same way. Yeah. It's been really so, hard. There's, we're totally trying to normalize this change and this progression and this journey that you're on and recognize where it could be coming from right it could be some hormonal shifting in your body it could be this transformation one from one life phase to another it could be financial worries it could be thinking about how you're going to raise this child i mean we've we've kind of given you some ideas um just even through the storytelling and we want to recognize when it's outside of normal and into a place where really you need some assistance Mm. You know, I think one of the reasons why people so often smile at pregnant women in the grocery store is because they have, I think they have a lot of compassion for Uh, what's going on. Yeah. You know, I think it's, not always, some people are like, I want to touch your belly. And other people are like, oh, I see you. This is not just swollen ankles. This is your ankles hurt and your hip hurts. (laughs) And I totally get that your nipples are super tender too. (laughs) Right? Like, this is so much more. That's that's what I'm thinking when I smile at a pregnant person. I see you in your tender nipples. nipples. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I I see your tender nipples, and I I have compassion. (laughs) I I got you. I got you. (laughs) We want to embrace you, too, in our circle of love. But But I think that's part of it, is, you know, we... I think some, the women, the people who have been there, and not just women, I want to pause, and and not just women, but I think also there's a lot of people who who have had pregnant people in their life who get it, who are like, whoa, that is so much more than that cute little bump. I think long before I got into birth work, I used to think that you're just pregnant, you get a cute little bump. Um, and that's that's pregnancy, right? right? And it's so it's such a it's such a head to toe experience, right? Right, uh, head to toe, internal and external, right? Right. Your emotional self, your intellectual self, your physical self, all of those things. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I just love that you said your intellectual self because yeah. how many amazing, brilliant people have shown up for their jobs that they've been rocking for however long and they go and they've got what we love to call pregnant brain. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I can't remember my computer password. Right. Let alone how to do this thing. <laughs> you weren't even pregnant the last time. You forgot I that, know. Elise. I, it happens a lot. Oh, my gosh. It was, oh, yeah. I, I know. I had to dial a friend. I totally remember what it's happened like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yep. I had to dial a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so some of us normal. forget our passwords even in, uh, you know, un, unpregnant. Unpregnant, bodies. yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I think smiling also is um, a collective part of looking at new life, right? There is joy and hope with new life. That is so true. And such innocence about... Um, innocence, some, huh? Innocence. Babies, well... 
okay, this is totally my personal opinion, right? But, well, it should be everybody's opinion. Um, (laughs) You're not going to say that babies are jerks. (laughs) No, because babies represent to all of us hope and newness. And it's true. Like these are, these people are the next generation, right? They're going to plant all the trees and save the world. Well, and then until they become like young adults and then everybody rolls their eyes about how they don't work hard enough and how my generation was better. But (laughs) symbolically, as a culture, we look at a baby as a place of honor. And globally, when you look at the way um, pregnant people are treated, they tend to be historically treated with more honor. It's true. Or they're not allowed to be seen in public, which may be not be honoring, but whatever. Um, So I'm also thinking of like um, back when I was in midwifery school and we had this. um, (laughs) Sorry. So basically, if somebody smiles at you in the grocery store, they're either recognizing you for your tender nipples or your baby of honor. Right. (laughs) It really could go either way. You're going to have a blast and you're probably going to cover up your nipples. (laughs) All these pregnant people now get smiled at and they suddenly put their hands over their nipples. I'm going to start watching for this in my grocery store, see who listens to our show. Oh, there we go. If they listen to our podcast, they're covered in their nipples. <laughs> or do they raise the babies high above their heads oh, like a little... Sabano. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, but back to my point is that um, globally, we were looking at um, the way Elise pull it together. I can't do it. Get your emotions under control. I know. I'm actually... Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and I told you a, I was going to cry. <laughs> I know you are. In some, um, so I'm thinking of like Eskimos and how um, they would like, you know, hunt and they get, say, for instance, a seal. And um, because the pregnant folks and the children had less stores of um, certain vitamins and minerals, then they got certain parts, organic parts, hopefully I'm not grossing anybody out, parts of the animal that were rich in these nutrients, right? Ah. And so they had a place of honor in that culture. And I would say globally, if we looked around at different cultures, you would see those those practices and those ways of honoring people. Um, and hopefully one of the ways we honor people is by smiling at them. For their nipples or their babies above <laughs> their heads. Either way. The excitement of the new generation. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's Innocence. True. Tender nipples, <laughs> swollen ankles. So vomit. He, vomit. So here's yeah. the deal: is you may or may not feel like these are normal emotions that are coming up for you. Right. You might feel like they're overwhelming. You don't know what to do with them. Let's talk about some practical things that you can do. Um, first, I think it's really important to have some people in your mm. corner. Everybody needs some people in their corner who can help them out, right? Have mm-hmm. those people who know who you are deep down and know what's normal for you. Mm, that makes sense. Even normal when you're not rested. You know, those people yeah. who can help kind of tease out what's what's uh, sleepy you, what's doing okay you, what, it, what you need to like. Maybe check in with somebody who knows more about, you know, mental health and or your doctor. Right. Yeah. And professional or, help. Right. 
Or that friend that says, hey, my friend, what you really need in this moment is a little protein, right? Ooh, the power of the protein. The power of the protein. Because here's the deal is when I'm pregnant, well, actually, let's be honest. Every moment in my life, my body is like, you know what I crave? Gummy bears. Again, I wish this was a video podcast. Gummy bear. Because she has got her claws out. She is a gummy bear right I now. I am. I'm very gummy bear-like. Except, do, do gummy bears actually have claws out? No. Least intimidating claws ever. That's gummy true. claws. Like They're strawberry not. flavored gummy claws. Or yeah, at least red flavor. That's like calling Yogi the bear intimidating. It's not yeah, a thing. Good point. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So... I just want gummy bears. And my body's like, what you really need in this moment to grow this baby? Gummy bears. Because the strawberry flavor is going to help you develop strong eyes in your child. But what really my body needs is protein. But my body never says, eat a handful of nuts. It just says, gummy bears. Yep. Right. And so you need a friend that's going to say, you need protein. If I could go back... And give my younger self, my pregnant self, my young children and baby newborn people self, I'd say, (laughs) dear little friend, compassionate Jen, here's your bag of nuts. (laughs) Stop Stop eating banana bread and tea. Here's some protein. Because, man, the the challenge our brain yes. has with um, regulating emotion when it's starving. I mean, you guys, this is right. clinical. Like, this, we're not making this, this up. This is legit. This is totally legit where <laughs> people do not make good decisions and they get super emotional because our brains have left the building. Right. Because when you live on gummy bears, you start to think like a gummy bear. Exactly. Right? And you behave like a bear. So when in doubt, eat protein. Period. Right. In my house, when somebody gets a little cranky and even so much that you might dare say to their face you're getting hangry somebody may have called me hangry in my house the other day Uh, i was like "Ooh, bold move we say how about peanut butter spoon uh, and you know a peanut butter spoon is not always a bad idea unless uh, of course you're allergic to nuts um that's a great idea yeah right and sometimes i just want to like visualize somebody pinning pregnant people down and like giving them peanut butter spoons I mean, maybe well, I'll don't pin, pin them, them down. down. That's terrible. Like pinning yourself down. Oh, please. Like, <laughs> Ew. How terrible. No, no, no. Like, eat this. You'll feel I better. I know. I know. But sometimes it can feel so much. Like, you are postpartum and you are just not feeling okay or you are pregnant and you are like, I don't fit any of my clothes. I think my maternity clothes are not even covering my belly anymore. I don't feel like myself. I can't think in my job. Nothing is right. Right. I I just want to quit and stay at home and cry all the time. And sometimes the solution is a peanut butter spoon. And I don't want to. I don't want to minimize this. Oh, right? you're not minimizing, but I do think we don't give enough attention to fueling our body. Right. It, it, my girls, my kids often hear us say like, hey, if you want to go and do something today, you got to have gas in the tank. And then they yeah. finish that with and money in the bank. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> but, you know, gas in the tank. You got to you got to feel your body. Right. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And it's a quick and easy. We are not. Yeah. Eat protein. 
Get it. And then hydrate. Oh, yeah. Hydration. Yeah. Especially if you got a headache. Hydrate. Right. And don't, you know, water, guys. Water. Drink water. Right? Up, out of a sippy cup. Just kidding. Seriously, I have, and we've talked about the water bottles before. Right. But when I have a favorite water bottle nearby me, I'm much more likely to drink that water than if I'm like, oh, I gotta go and get a cup of water. Right. So get in the habit of that water bottle in pregnancy because you're certainly going to need it postpartum. And let's save the earth, you know, Elise. Oh, Elise. Hey, let's save the earth. I did not have a plastic water bottle anywhere near me today. But you hardly ever drink water either. Can we not publicly shave me right now? Okay. Uh, She's I have nothing this is more. a judgment-free zone. I have nothing more to say on that subject, Elise. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Moving right along. Okay. Another practical tip. Um, so let's see. What do we cover so far? Eating protein. Elise shaving. Dr- drinking out of the water bottle. Um, practically. Um, I liked the thought of mindfulness. So one Ooh. of the things that is helpful for me is to recognize this is a big emotion and emotions come and emotions go and no emotion is permanent. Except instead of emotion, what I say in my head is no feeling. Feelings hmm. come, feelings go. No feeling is permanent. So when I'm feeling like, whoa, I'm... Having a big feeling. I was gonna use I was gonna use the language of like, I'm in real darkness here. I am not. There is no light at the end of the tunnel here. Everything's gray. It's raining. I live in Seattle, so it rains a lot. But it's just literally raining. It just literally is raining. Um, that is something that's helpful for me and honestly um, has gotten me through some really difficult times is knowing that feelings come and feelings go and this is not permanent. It will be better. So it's kind of like having morning sickness or the flu. You can't remember not feeling nauseated, right? In both circumstances, you don't remember what it's like to live within your normal body, typical body where you don't feel nauseated. I feel like it's similar when we're feeling those emotional things that are really, really tough is you actually forget what it's like to have a normal range of emotions, which sometimes during the day I'll feel like meh, other times I'm like, oh, I don't feel so great. Other times I'm like, happy, happy. It's all fine. So allow yourself, I think, to um, to be your own personal coach. This is a feeling. Yeah. Feelings come, feelings go. And then when needed, um, bring people into that feeling. Don't live there in isolation. Oh, I like that. So mindfulness. Um, another thought on mindfulness would be that um, there's a way that we can observe our feelings rather than allowing them to kind of take control of us. Example would be, I can see, and I usually use my hands for this, look at you emotion, here you are coming towards me, or thought pattern, or negative thought, right? I notice you, I'm not pretending you're not there, but I'm gonna choose to interact with you. Do I need to take this on to myself or is this something that I stand and observe from afar? And in that moment, I can make that choice. Now, it might be something where I say I acknowledge you, but right now I need to put you on the back burner because I don't have the space or time or appropriateness to engage with this feeling. So mm. it's not not saying, no, 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 you're not there. It's not, um, not being true to yourself in your experience, but rather it's witnessing it and allowing it to sit on the back and maybe coming back to it later. For other times, it's, yep, this feeling is going to come over me and I'm going to allow it to be there and I'm going to work through it knowing no um, feeling is permanent. 
So we find this really helpful with um, people uh, in labor, yeah. in coping. Um, and we also find this helpful in postpartum when maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. So I think this could be a helpful way to practice in pregnancy what this looks like post yeah. for all those other times. A common theme I'm hearing in all of our practical tips are is support. Mm. So support all around with everyone, right? Is, you know, take a walk with a friend. Have a friend remind you to eat some peanut butter. Have a friend not water bottle shame you. Um, have a friend or, you know, have some support with your thoughts and emotions and mindfulness and have people there with you who know what you're going through. So find the support that you need and reach out when and if you need that. Yeah. Absolutely. So we hope that you are feeling really normal in your happiness or your grumpiness mm. or your sore nippleness oh, or yeah. your we see you raising your baby gloriously above your head there we go and i guess at least we probably talked a little bit more about maybe negative emotions today um but there's a lot well, of we we're talking about grumpiness because but that's true we're feeling grumpy thanks for reminding me of what the topic was today i appreciate that yeah um, but I do need to put a bow on it, Elise. Ah, oh, the bows. So when I think of squishy babies, I actually feel a lot of love and affection and like, woohoo! It's like having a baby um, go to sleep for a nap and then you're like, wait, can you hurry up and wake up? I kind of miss you. I haven't interacted with you in two hours. So guys, there's a lot of that out there too. Like squishy amazing little babies who you're trying to figure out and you're continuing a relationship with and growing with as a human being so lots to look forward to there i i guess i cherish <laughs> <laughs> i cherish this time in my life and um and even as a mother i cherish the interactions i have with my children now and they are big people um so there's a lot of beauty to come it's not all Sore nipples and nausea and I don't know. It makes for much funnier stories later it on too. It does. Because man driving down the freeway laughing, crying, laughing, crying. True. Nuts in the moment. But, you know, 10 years later, the best story ever. You right? too will have your stories. Hold oh, on. so great. You got to get through this in to fact. get the stories. We'd love to hear your stories. Could you yeah. send us your stories? Don't forget to send them to us. Yeah. You can find us. You can find us on Facebook and you can find us on Instagram at Pushing It Podcast. So check us out. Find us. Tell us your crazy stories uh, about all of your different emotions. We want to hear from you. And we will uh, see you next time. And don't forget to subscribe. Bye. Bye. With so many baby products being marketed to us, it's easy to overthink our options. With Becco Baby Carriers, you don't have to worry because they've designed a product tailored to your busy lifestyle. Becco makes award-winning baby carriers that are simple, functional, and stylish for every modern parent. Shop now at beccobaby.com.